Hi, I'm Kyle Quayle, and I'm a podcaster, a privileged white heterosexual male, a brother, a son, a friend, and a lover. And I'm Jamie Quayle, a therapist, sister to this privileged white heterosexual male, and I am also known as a loving friend, partner, daughter, and dog mom. And And this this is is Love Love on on the the Brain. Before we get into episode one of the beautifully messy, delicious dessert of drama formerly known as The Bachelor, I'd like to discuss what love actually is. There are many, many types of love. This podcast will mostly focus on the traditional romantic love between two people, which of course we've been so societally conditioned to believe is a monogamous must in life. As time progresses and we evolve as humans, this romantic love is now being accepted in many different forms. No matter what religion or moral beliefs you hold, supporting love of all kinds is a necessity, in my opinion, to get to where we want to be as a society. Anyone criticizing any type of love is evil and shouldn't procreate so the ignorance dies along with their cold, dark, empty soul. That being said, what love actually is, you know, biologically is a bit of a mystery, you know? Uh, Let's look at a few quotes in pop culture and discuss their ideas. First up, from the beautiful philosophical cartoon show Rick and Morty, self-proclaimed smartest man in the universe, Rick Sanchez, says on love, quote, Listen, Morty, I hate to break it to you, but what, what people call love is just a chemical reaction that compels animals to breed. It hits hard, Morty, then it slowly fades, leaving you stranded in a failing marriage. I did it. Your parents are gonna do it. Break the cycle, Morty. Rise above. Focus on science. <laughs> How was that impression? Well, it was actually really good. I actually was picturing the scene in my <laughs> head. He was holding that can that he always drinks from, and then his eyes Vodka, go. yeah. Okay. I love that, that show. You like that show, right? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So what do you think about that quote, though? It's like, because that's how it is, right? In, in love, there's some kind of reason we have it it's not like biologically, biologically evolutionarily yeah you know evolution tells us to procreate yes and like what i connect most to that is learning connection and which i feel like it goes hand in hand with love sometimes is like connection and how important that is like that study done where monkeys would prefer connection and warmth and nurturing yes. over food yeah. So there is a biological need for love, but then what Rick is getting into Yeah, what do you think Rick's going through here? His bitter I mean, obviously there's a bitterness. We know Rick's background, you know, he's got a lot going on. Yes. Little alcoholism. Yeah, big time. You know, and I feel like our need for human survival he's talking about, but it's not worth it is almost what he's saying. Right. And that sounds like someone who's lost a lot bitter. of love and has been hurt a lot and is bitter. And he mentions, like, the generational patterns of relationship. Like, I'm doing it. Your mom's going to do it. Your dad's going to do He's it. He's kind of saying it's You're inevitable. You're probably going to do it. Yeah. And so there's a big, this is how it is. Just don't do it. Which is very Rick. I think Rick and I could have some conversations. I think me and him could as well. I don't, yeah, I'm not, I'm not as, uh, I'm not as, you've called me Rick before. I'm not as, not as straightforward or, or you no, know, I'm no. not, it's not that, uh, it's not that concrete for me, but right. I'm, I'm interested and I would be open to listening about the science behind it. Totally. Next, for the opposite but still scientific take, we have a quote from uh, incredible actress Anne Hathaway and actor Matthew McConaughey. Uh, This is from one of my all-time favorite movies, Interstellar. So what do you say you play the role of Anne and I'll I'll, I'll be Matthew this time? What do you think about that? Sounds great. I've been told I look like Anne Hathaway. By who? My foot doctor. Naturally. (laughs) It was strange. 
So listen to me when I say that love isn't something that we invented. It's observable, powerful. It has to mean something. Love has meaning, yes. Social utility, social bonding, child rearing. We love people who have died. What's the social utility in that? None. Maybe it means something more, something we can't yet understand. Maybe it's some evidence, some artifact of a higher dimension that we can't consciously perceive. I'm drawn across the universe to someone I haven't seen in a decade, who I know is probably dead. Love is the one thing we're capable of perceiving that transcends dimensions of time and space. Maybe we should trust that, even if we can't understand it. Okay, you read that way better than I did. That was very, very good acting, I think, actually. But this is one of my favorite movies and one of my favorite scenes, you know, and these quotes are amazing because it makes so much sense, right? McConaughey says that social utility and bonding and child rearing, which is kind of what I said with uh, Rick. But then she says, we love people who've died. Mm-hmm. And where's the social utility in that? And, you know, we've held mm-hmm. both, we've lost our mom and mm-hmm. love her just as much <laughs> as she was when she was alive. So that quote inside this quote definitely open something up for me. Yeah, and I also think of when I read this quote or think about any relationship we've been in where you've loved that person. People say this all the time, like I have love for them, but not in love with them or like we're not together, but you always love that person. I don't know, there are different degrees of love, obviously, but I do feel like, I mean, and this is a romanticized, right? Obviously, like yes. that that's what stuck out stuck out to me between these two quotes is like the first one's like one extreme one level and this one's like perceives and transcends time, time and space, space. But it is kind <laughs> of true too i yeah no it's true I'm, love... I'm more of a romantic than a pessimist so yeah i mean i'm lucky enough to have experienced love in many forms you know through family friends romantic partner here or there uh even through like strangers at a miami dolphins football game or a new york yankees baseball game like love is probably the strongest feeling i've ever felt uh, the other feelings I get aren't as heavy to me personally. We know that love is responsible for the proper raising of children or pets even, for the softening of everyday hardships of life. Uh, love, I believe, is essential to happiness in human beings in some way, shape, or form. Do you think differently? Uh, I mean, I as soon as you said pets, I think about Darcy, our beloved Darcy, yes, Darcy. dog that I got for my... 16th birthday and I just look at her and cry sometimes because I love her so much right and she's very happy and I just think giving (laughs) children love or giving pets love is just a surefire way for them to have a good life and it doesn't have to be romantic love to have a good life I'm not that's I think I made that pretty clear but you need some type of love just to live life every day yeah and I I come from a mindfulness-based therapy training and something like Buddhist that we've learned is unconditional positive regard and which what it really is unconditional love like seeing people as people and loving them in their quirks and everything can do wonders for somebody yes um just like healing wise yeah, you, so. you told me something years ago that has stuck with me uh, deeply entrenched in my mind and body. You said that there was an experiment done where people emitted love to a glass of water and the molecules actually changed. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? We haven't we didn't get too deep into it, I don't think. Yeah, it was when I was in like an environmental science class. It was a documentary called Water, the Great Mystery. And it just goes into like, I mean, you see the what are those called like fractals of snowflakes, like how mysterious water is. And what they did was they 
set up this, I can picture in my mind, this glass of water, brought people in, told them to emit a certain emotion towards the glass of water, and then looked at the molecules of the water following that specific emotion and saw how different they all were. That's and crazy. And the one that was love, I think I remember, was almost the molecules were more open to take in and receive than one that anger was Well, that would make obvious logic sense. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And if you think about it, we're all 70% water. And so if we're emitting love towards a partner or towards ourselves, we're changing the molecules of our body in a way. That's amazing and crazy. What was the... So if people want to watch it or or see it... Water colon, the great mystery. Water colon... Oh, 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 I got it. I got it. So dots, two dots. Two dots. Okay. Okay. Got yep. it. All right. Yeah. So I recommend, I mean, that sounds fascinating. I'm probably going to yeah, look it's really more cool. into it. And I mean, it makes sense. Like, you know, we feel love. It's it's just not something you can really measure though or quantify, but maybe eventually. <laughs> it know? feels abstract. Yeah. yeah. And then what about even like plants? Oh, yeah. I know people have talked I talk, about. I talk to I've my plants. I've heard talking to plants. I dust my plants and I've noticed they are happier afterwards. Yeah. That's, I feel happier after a good dusting. Yeah, so I think that's the answer, guys. Love is the answer. All right, enough serious shit. Let's <laughs> let's take a break, and when we come back, we are gonna get into the reason why you're all here, The Bachelor. memory i have of this show is a co-worker of a good friend actually was on it years ago it was like i don't know 2002 and she got like stung by a bee and fell down the stairs and got eliminated <laughs> early or something wild like that i remember her telling us that they just fed you like constantly with mm-hmm. alcohol and did their best to stir up drama i didn't watch back then but the first memory i have of me watching the show was probably five or so years ago coming home from a night out drinking with friends and you were watching with your friends and i i had the typical like male point of view on it just that it was just (laughs) nonsensical trash that's rotting your brain giving you unrealistic expectations of what love is which all might be true but but because then i oh i remember giving it a chance and as a lover of comedy myself i don't think i consistently laugh harder at any show it's hilarious (laughs) it's oddly like self-aware and it's ridiculousness and the production and editing team however evil is first class so good i just kind of like you know i realized i love ice cream And when I'm eating an ice cream sundae, I'm not actually looking for like any nutritional content. (laughs) I just want to enjoy myself and experience the intense pleasure in this part of life. And that's how I started treating The Bachelor, like a vanilla ice cream sundae with messy, delicious, disgusting toppings. And boy, I do enjoy it. Um, What was your what was your introduction to The Bachelor, actually? Why, Why do you enjoy it? Well, now I want ice cream. Yeah. I I can't remember if I watched it with mom or I watched it on my own. I feel like I did. I don't early, remember you early, being no? young. I remember watching so it maybe, way before I having my young, friends yeah. to watch it. Okay. I would say the first 
season I remember was Chris Soule's. No, no, no. Uh, Jake Pavleka or whatever. Sounds and he familiar. picked, what's her name? She just freaked me out. They didn't work out. <laughs> it didn't um, work out. But I really started getting into it with like Caitlin Bristow and then yes, Nick Vial and then Ben and JoJo. Like that's when I really started watching. I have to be in year. like a mood, like a reality TV mood. But when I'm in that mood, I can I can go through them. I, I really can. Like watching the whole season? Yeah, for sure. Who's Do you have like a favorite Bachelor, uh, like a hottest Bachelor? Oh, I... Who would you have like wanted to be on the show? Be on the show? <laughs> I would as, never want to be a contestant. As time has gone on, I actually really like Nick Vial, but early like he's he's, cute. he's so much hotter now than he he's was when he was on the I mean, show. If you look at all of so, them, most of them yeah, before they, and yeah. after, because it's just money and it's like that's they true. hire people to get you know they have better clothes, better makeup, eat better. Ben was like the end all be all for a lot of people, but I I don't know. It's, I just feel like there's consistently, and we'll get into this in a bit, I just feel like there is a little lack of a personality that comes with Bachelors. I don't, I just think maybe they look for that kind of guy to not be too, have too much, Nick had a lot of personality. Nick, yeah. Yeah, but I he had a little bad boy, like, backstory. and I feel like that, but that's not what America wants, maybe. Who knows? But, yeah. I mean, I I know you asked, like, why I enjoy it. I feel like, I mean, it is so funny, and that's the thing, like, if you feel like you can't watch it, it's like, I'm watching it because it's funny, and it's fascinating. It's fascinating. The psychology, I love watching people people in unreasonable situations <laughs> that would never happen like yeah. other, like this oh, situation is not normal Obviously and not. It's going to bring people out of their comfort zone where their natural kind of defenses and responses come up. Yeah. And it's just so interesting no, to see. I've thought for uh, like this could turn people watching this show in high school. It could turn them into therapists. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because there's so much there. And it's so funny. I feel like every time it, there's a very similar patterns that a lot of mm-hmm. people follow. And it, a lot of it is, hey, I'm going to go on this show. This is crazy. This happened to me. It's all fake. No, They get on and they fall in love. Hello. Yeah. Like, legitimately love these people and I hear that from a lot of like people who don't watch the show it's like it's all fake it's all and yes it's heavily produced Mm-hmm. But these feelings, I don't think they're fake. I don't think so either. And I don't Maybe know. Maybe for one person here or there trying to get oh, clout. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But or for, they don't know. They're not actually ready. And so that's what they realize. There's but so I, many factors that get into it. I really feel like we might talk about this later so you can cut me off. But like the lead goes through like a hero's journey in my experience. Like it sounds a Ooh, little bit dramatic. I'm looking to, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to get into that in a little okay, bit. Okay. So I have to mention that the Bachelor that I first heard about from my friend's co-worker and the Bachelor Mm -hmm. that we see today are two completely different animals. With with the introduction of social media and Instagram influencing, uh, this new animal is seemingly indestructible. You don't even have to be top three even anymore to parlay it into a career, whatever that says about society. (laughs) Of course, spinoff shows like The Bachelorette and The Bachelor in Paradise, which is a beautiful mess as well. (laughs) Uh, This thing's a runaway freight train. It's not going anywhere. It's only grown in popularity. Yeah, it's definitely gotten way bigger. And I, in my mind, I remember the Instagram thing really coming up around JoJo season. Before that, I don't really remember it. But I would follow every, all the contestants, follow their yeah. stories. Everyone and who now, watched the show probably was and, doing that too, right? Right. And when you're told you're going to be on The Bachelor, you're told like weeks before you start filming. And so you have so much time to like bulk up your page mm-hmm. and everybody can make careers out of it, which like... I'm down. I don't know. I can't. They're not hurting anyone. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, capitalize off that experience. Go ahead. So 
Now, I must admit, though, I do treat this as a as a highly yeah. edited oh, and yeah. produced ridiculous show. <laughs> but if you couldn't tell from my intro, I am a sucker for romance. And I think women are probably my favorite thing about living life in general. So just like the real show in the beginning, I find myself laughing, roasting the contestants. But I must admit, I do find myself picturing me as The Bachelor and thinking <laughs> about who I would choose if I was in The Bachelor's position. Bachelor. Let's be honest. It's an awesome position. He's it's these women are just flawless. Almost all of them are beautiful. They're just going in and meeting each individual one. And see, I would be, I wouldn't be good because I wouldn't like to be filmed. Oh, if really? I could do it without, no, because then I would go into like a character. Oh, okay. I, would be, I would turn yep. into like the comedian yep, yep, yep. as opposed to just being myself. If I could do this not filmed and legitimately date 30 beautiful <laughs> women. Well, Maybe they do the, that the in The dates Utah. that they have are so crazy. It's like, it's like, you know, you're a helicopter that one day. Nice. You're going this, you're doing all these it's amazing nice. experiences. And it's like, it's actually, you know, it's a, if it wasn't filmed, because that adds so much into it. It's actually a decent way to pick someone. I think with, with 30 different people, that are pretty, kind of what's picked. the difference of that in Bumble? Yeah, you're no, looking no, 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 at no. however Bumble's many different worse. people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 big no. jump. Big that, jump. That's a great. That's a great point, though. All right, one last break, and then we will get into the actual episode. Yeah. Don't go away. James. I know he's, I know he's, yeah, this is a good name. I know he's not the, only the first black bachelor, but he's also the first bachelor Mm -hmm. to not have like appeared as a contestant. Do you know his backstory and why he like got cast? Yeah, I feel, I think it's a little bit complicated, but what I get from it was he's best friends with Tyler Cameron. Okay. I did not see the season that Tyler Cameron was on. Oh, Hannah Brown. I recommend. Okay. I wasn't, a, I wasn't a huge fan of her. Tyler Cameron finished second. He's the hot one. Everyone thinks oh he's Oh my God, hot. yeah. He he was a big deal because he said like all the sweet things, the right things to dad and everyone wanted her to pick him. She picked the other guy who like cheated yes. on It was like a big was a mistake big yeah, kind of thing. I should watch that one. <laughs> but not only that, once quarantine hit, Hannah Brown, Matt James, Tyler Cameron and like some other of their girlfriends quarantined together oh, and named themselves it. like the quarantine crew or whatever would make a bunch of tickets. TikToks and people were like, who the hell is that? Matt James. Like he was okay. doing workouts. So he like, really wasn't shirtless. He's just a friend. Yeah, wow. And Lucky he was him. supposed to appear on Claire's season. Oh. But she found out he was talking to somebody, said something on I had Instagram. No idea about all this. Yeah, Twitter. This is juicy. Like, and basically said, if you're gonna talk to other women, don't come on my season. And then as we know, Black Lives Matter hits and ABC kind of pulls one out of left field, announces Bachelor way earlier to kind of save face. Got it. And announces that Matt James is the Bachelor. So, you know, it, well, it did feel like a little bit of like, oh, look, we're we're doing we're things. good. You yeah. know, we're everything's good fine. It's like, well, I mean, it's a little bit haphazard, but. Either way, I'm glad that he's here. Yeah, I mean, well, let me tell you, my first impression was that he's very nervous. He's, uh, you know, he's got an attractive face with uh, those damn dimples and the Mm -hmm. smile, Mm -hmm. but he was a little awkward and stiff. I know it's an awkward position that he's in in general. Uh, I did kind of worry immediately that we might be in for a boring season. I know what you mean, because I, it felt different. It just felt... 
more calm. I don't know. Or maybe he was more genuine. He was just nervous. He was so nervous. He had no and idea I, what I, he was I doing. I guess that makes sense. If, if, if you're a contestant, at least you have some experience, right? Being on the show. If you've already been through it. That's yeah. what I'm oh, saying. Absolutely. And then you become the bachelor. So you're like, oh, I can do this. And so this is the first time where you're, we're taking a man from the street and he's literally going up and doing You understand cameras, producers yeah. telling you what yeah. to do, doing the shoots where you're looking out into the abyss and being told to look pensive. Like that's so weird. Okay. <laughs> and if you're not used to it, it's like you're trying to gather yourself and you're the focus. That's a lot. Yeah. All right. So they open the show as only the bachelor could with vibrator girl who, uh, <laughs> who looks like a mix of Anna awesome. Kendrick and Christina from Nick's season, in my opinion. Uh, it's a bold move, I would say. Uh, we'll get into that in a bit. Uh, but then they go into the cheesy Bachelor typical profile edit. And my God, it's cliche <laughs> after cliche. It's like every season they just go to the Bachelor and Bachelor and say, hey, just give us every fucking cliche that you can muster up and we'll put in a montage of like some trees, some water, and like <laughs> some like, random beautiful landscape. And you're talking about... It just in the very intro, you know, it's just like there. He's describing himself, and he's just saying, "I'm here for a journey." And there's right. just like it's the same thing every 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 time. Yep, I think they feed them lines. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, 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 I think some of her yeah. own. And yeah, we can maybe we'll do a segment called like cliche corner where we just go over every single cliche that was said <laughs> there's a lot the of good cliches but then after we uh see the little montage of matt there he is the closest thing we have to real life willy wonka the <laughs> one chris harrison what a pointless yet extremely vital part of oh, the show man. he is really not much personality just like a smile and he just has like the look of like a typical american white guy that has it all together <laughs> what do you think about that he is, he's pointless. Like, his, I mean, he's host, right? And there there needs to be, like in therapy we talk about, there needs to be a good container. And I think regardless of wherever The Bachelor takes place, Chris is the container. Yeah, he like kind you of know? steadies the ship a like, little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Like his presence there is just like regulating to people at this point. And I've just noticed like watching a bunch of seasons, he's in no other way other than this season has he been more like... I was going to say he's like obsessed with Matt and that's a whole other thing. Like he really wants to be his friend. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get this. Did you notice? In the sure. first, he like pushed him at one point, like trying to be a buddy. I can see. I don't know. He's, he's a funny, he's, he's like parody of himself at this point, yes, I think. That's what it and is. I, but I think he's in on the whole joke, which is makes, makes it, well, I can't imagine it's how much good. money he makes. I, that show makes I so much know, money. It's it, a lot. He's such an important, important part now. He probably demands a lot of money and they probably have to pay him. Because they're God knows. In Tasha's season, he took like a week off to take his son to college. No big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's yeah. He's got it made. Tenure? That's a pretty. That's like a Pat Sajak, like R.I.P. Yeah. Alex Trebek. Like that's one of the best jobs. You don't have to do much. You just kind of R.I.P. Pat Sajak. No. 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 Don't kill Pat Sajak. Okay. <laughs> he's just really? his, his no. His, right. his weasel face is just as alive as it's <laughs> ever been. He's a funny dude. Pat Sajak's awesome. Wheel of Fortune shout. I'm out. a fan. Drawing um, human. All right, then uh, Matt, we get to know him a little more. And he says he's a 28-year-old commercial real estate broker. And I think I almost fell asleep just now thinking about it. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I really okay. had to think what it meant. But. Yeah, no, everybody's got to do something. But I guess it just means he buys and sells. He just has property and, and I have no idea. Commercial really real estate, like business oh, buildings duh. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just, I guess that's a good, if you have the nice. means. Yeah, I might need one into. soon if yeah. I open up my own business. But then he got into how he worked with inner city kids. Mm. And I was like, okay, all right, yep. beautiful man inside and out. Here we go. Then he revealed his dad is black and his mom is white. Mm-hmm. So just like Tasha, but we talked about this a little before. And this might be ignorant of me. Or uncomfortable, but even though being mixed definitely has 
from what I know, a lot of the same trials and tribulations that, you know, minorities face in this unevolved country. Uh, ABC, like we said before, refuses to really give people a fully black bachelor. And that feels a little weird to me. But now even that I'm saying this, I'm like, you know, he's black. He's a black Uh, man. Well, yeah. So he he's obviously black passing so he's going to be treated like a black man i don't think i want to take away at all from his experience but i don't think you're wrong to wonder why both taisha and him were biracial Mm -hmm. and not only that they're both christian and so there's Mm -hmm. two different things and ways that they're more palatable to like the population the white population that's watching you know what i mean like definitely like they don't have like a fully, um, I, I, that sounds fucked up saying like a fully black person, right. but imagine a, like Mike Johnson, for example, who came from Hannah Brown's season, or if like they're Muslim, like, you know what I mean? Like it could be, it's just. There was Rachel. Was, wasn't there a black? Rachel. She was Rachel. a bachelorette. Absolutely. But she was also palatable. A lo- corporate lawyer. Yes. Like I just, I do feel like there is still, I mean, the framework is just so. Yes. White, heterosexual, yeah, obviously. I don't, I'm and listen, I'm an ignorant man. I try to learn and There's do my best. I hopefully people listening to this podcast don't uh, think I'm too dumb. I just want, I like to learn. Well, let us know. know. Call us out. There you go. Like, we always love to learn. Okay. All right. Then we then we went into transitioned into the uh, we had a conversation with his mom, mom, who seems like a great mom. It's easy to see how he turned out like a gentleman. It looks like he also played football at Wake Forest D one school, so that makes me like him even more. But the conversation was also beautiful, and mm-hmm. we saw in Claire's mess of a season, and even <laughs> the past few seasons, and now early in this one, there seems to be a huge yeah. focus on vulnerability. I think it's great coming from generations of male ego, where even I, as a child, was kind of told to suck it up and don't be emotional or vulnerable as a man there seems to be a shift in society recently Mm -hmm. about being vulnerable and honest and I I think that's beautiful now I'm not sure if that's because my sister's a therapist and I've dated a therapist (laughs) and I'm surrounded by a bunch of therapists but it being so central now in The Bachelor makes me think it is becoming the new normal which is only good as a society moving forward I mean that's definitely what I've been feeling in the last couple seasons Claire Claire's was bad she took it a little. She forced. What was that guy's name? Do you remember that guy that she took on that day? They burned stuff or like Sounds broke familiar. something yeah, and yeah. broke it. She was just he like, was, "Tell me your deepest, yes. darkest stuff." And he was opened up and then like barely talked to him afterwards, yeah. which yeah. is a, a little point. bit messed up. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit. Is I love the focus on vulnerability, and there is a shift. I really do feel like there is a shift towards being open, being authentic in life in general or in The Bachelor. Both. Yeah. I think both, especially yeah. well, 2020 I, after all of this, people have to, like, there was nothing left. Like, they needed to open up. But to me, the vulnerability, Brene Brown has a quote, like, not everyone in, uh, deserves your vulnerability. Mm. And so my concern is, like, are we pushing too hard? That totally, because people are going to open up the, at their, at at their, their own, own time. time right? But this is a process, what, like eight weeks? Yeah, and it's kind of expected now. What can you now. do? Yeah, it's, it's like... It's so confusing. and that, that It's just, like a retreat. It's, it's like an emotional therapeutic retreat. Oh, God, I guess. <laughs> it's like it's like prison. <laughs> it's like a weird type of... It's like a weird it type called? of torture. Intensive. But yeah, I, I have to imagine the producers want it too, because it makes for really interesting TV. <sighs> It makes yeah. for interesting TV when people are, are open and honest, and that, and again, like you said, it, it can make people become even more attached to this real oh, thing yeah. when they open that up. I'm just thinking of this now, but totally, and their defenses come up more, so they might act a little bit more yeah. rationally. Yeah, so that's yeah. probably a, yeah. a production 
uh, a, a meeting kind of yeah, topic. Mastermind. All right. Another thing Matt says as he gets older, he realizes that there's never going to be like a perfect situation in romance. And another thing I was kind of told as a kid is you'll meet the one and it'll be sunshine and rainbows <laughs> and it'll be uh, just easy. And I think that's bad advice. And I tend to go towards Matt's opinion. Great relationships have huge ups, low downs and require hard work as a therapist. What, what say you? I mean, obviously, any relationship (laughs) is going to have its ups and downs. And something I remember learning in school that's always stuck with me is to develop a secure attachment, you actually need rupture in order to prove that repair is possible Mm. and that we can stay in connection even though things are hard or we get into conflict. That's what builds resilience. Interesting. So what builds like a maladaptive attachment style will be more parents or, you know, significant other giving you everything, then you're never disappointed or nothing and you're abandoned. Yeah. And so there the is right balance. this balance that needs to happen for I think closeness and healing and intimacy to happen to occur. So Yeah, totally. He goes over that. He talks to his mom. And at this point, I'm like, okay, super handsome face. He's employed. You know, he works with kids in need and has good. He's got good perspective on relationships. I'll give him a chance. But then. (laughs) They have to. Then they showed it. They gotta. They showed him in the gym, jumping rope, shirtless. And my goodness. What a tall slice of Boston (laughs) cream pie this man is, right? It seems like every Bachelor contestant has like an insane body. Jamie, I don't don't even know. Could I look like that if I dedicated? my entire life to extreme oh, diet and man. exercise or is that just like straight up genetics i don't think i have that answer i, I know like i don't know if i have the desire to de- dedicate myself i think he's a trainer in some ways right so maybe well, it's like his life well like he was getting to be a collegiate athlete at a yeah. d1 school requires either some sort of either insane work ethic or insane genetics so i'm probably I, i'm i'm, I'm in my head, I think like some people probably genetically are more, it's easier to get there probably. I don't know. Regardless, yeah. uh, a- after I toweled myself <laughs> off from that scene, he says, what he said, when I meet these women, I'm going to be 10 toes on the ground. That's grammatically, it doesn't oh, make it's any probably sense. probably because what the phrase is. Yeah, he should say, I, I guess he would say, I I'm, I'm I would have. have. <laughs> I'm just, okay. I'm being a stickler. I thought yes. it was funny. I loved that quote. Like as a, again, like Buddhist mindfulness background, it's, that's what we say, like, where are your feet? Like, if somebody's yeah. getting dysregulated, we always say, like, where are your feet? And I was like, ten toes, he's grounded, let's yes, go. just seems extra cliche cheesy to me. Well, he had a couple, because, like, the South has a lot of interesting cliches and yeah. phrases. Yeah, well, I love idioms and sayings. And I've never heard that one. This is interesting. But then we got the mother of all the Bachelor cliches, oh, yeah. which is, I'm ready to start the next chapter in my life. Oh, my God. That, it just makes me want to throw up. I, why is everyone's life a fucking novel? And then he goes on to say... And nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. Oh, no, Matt. Nothing can stop you. <laughs> How about 30 beautiful hormonal drunk women? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if anything can stop you, Matt. We'll see how easy this is going to be. But all right, enough about Matt for now. Let's get into the famous limo introductions. Uh, First impressions are, of course, very important in life. I'm terrible at them. Uh, I don't know if I'm good at them or not. Interesting. I should ask. I would say below average. Okay. <laughs> I will accept until I get more information. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. Let's go over some. <laughs> let's go over some notable uh, uh, introductions now. First off, Matt, uh, he looks just as good in a suit as he does shirtless. Uh, do you think suits on men are equal to lingerie on women? Not a suit woman. Okay, you're not a suit nope, woman. No, I'm uh, the look of what it was like the James Bond opening when he's in that plane and like in the car of the. It was like a golden yellow turtle. I'm a big turtleneck blazer. Got it. Like, give me some swag and fashion. Yeah. Interesting. Suit boring. Okay. 
That's that's unless you uh, it's your type. No, I remember last season too. I think his name was Damar. Black turtleneck blazer. I'm in. All right. In any case, the first <laughs> the first girl he meets, the first one we're introduced to is Bree. Um, amazing dress, of course. And what I will say about the first person that comes out of the limo, it's not always it's not always a sure thing that she actually was the first person out of the limo. Got Sometimes it. if they know somebody Duh. is important, goes far, is like a major player, they'll like make it look like she was the first. Either way, I think because of that, she's going to be important to the season. I thought that my first person too was they looked really good together. She's so small. I kept she's yelling short. at I kept yelling at the He's like, really she's tall. So small and tiny. He's really tall. He's, really he's a wide tall. receiver, yeah. But she just looked really tiny next yes, to him she and does. I was like, this is so cute. She, she's she's definitely adorable. But something that was weird though, he would do this with all the girls. He like he would rub his hands together and look at their ass <laughs> like it, it was a little bit weird like the rubbing Br- the hands. Bree wasn't even like 6 feet away and he's saying out loud, "Wow, she was incredible." <laughs> like Bree had to hear that. He did that to a couple of other girls too. And I'm wondering if maybe it was like optical camera illusion. Because I also was like, Matt, they're going to hear you. You can't just (laughs) say that. I don't think he he doesn't seem like that awkward of a guy where he would do that. But if you do hear that as a woman, you're like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, I would have to think. I would (laughs) have to assume. The other thing about that I want to bring up real quick is it's so weird because it so behooves, am I using that right? Behooves you to fall in love with him. Right, even real or not, to get his to get him to like you, even if you don't love him, because then you last longer on the show. This is a contest. Oh yeah, you know. So that's it's so weird because so he's like, again, you're dating these thirty women, but it's not like Bumble, where if I set up thirty different dates, because there's so much added in added uh, motivation into last. Yeah, you want to experience all the different things. Who knows if they'll travel this season? They used to travel a bunch. Like it is a. And that's what I always thought as a contestant. I'd want to stay on as long as possible. I just don't know if I could fake a relationship. No, there's no way. I'm not good if at someone that. actually was feeling real about it, I don't think I maybe maybe I could. But I, I think this is a bigger factor, like a competition or even like the romanticizing of the Bachelor. You it's know, so like biological. No, very rarely does a contestant leave because they don't feel anything. Right. But there has to have been contestants that haven't felt it. I, stay once on in a, anyway. I remember like two or three, but that's, well, yeah, there must yeah. be way more that are feeling. And they, again, it's people are just fickle too. There's so much involved I here. Know, this is why I, you can't. Yeah, I, this is why you just cannot take this shit too seriously. Because <laughs> it's bad. It's just, I don't know. It's so yeah. out of left field. All right. Anyway, next, we got back to back green dresses. Uh, we get graphic designer Rachel. And it mm-hmm. says she's from Cumming, Georgia. And to be honest, after seeing her for the first <laughs> time, I think I might be from there too, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Sorry. And, yeah. <laughs> Apologies. I, this is a, you know uh, what? Me too, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I thought she was the hottest one there. I thought so she had some, some nice lips, which she had, was scientifically known as a fatty. Uh, she seems sweet, but they all do on day one. They all if seem she is not a Scorpio or doesn't have some bit of Scorpio in her chart, I would be shocked. Well, we have to look that up, I think. I really want to look that up. I think we up. can look that up. There's um, also some tea about her that I will share when Do you think it's it the time, is, time isn't right right now? I don't think so. Okay. So we'll move on to the next notable one, in my opinion, was San Diego Sarah. I feel like some version of her has been on every Bachelor ever. She gives me what I, I think she looks like is Annie from Schitt's Creek. If I don't know if anybody 100%. watches, he thinks I do. Absolutely. I don't. If any, if if <laughs> she's making me stutter. Um, if any of you haven't seen Schitt's Creek, you should go watch it because it's so hilarious. Good. Who's? Do you have a favorite character on Schitt's Creek? Um, they're so they're all so good. Funny. Annie is so yeah. damn funny. She's Moira really by far. You love Moira. Oh yeah. my god, it's, it's well, everything. What's, what's uh, Daniel? He's amazing character? too. Yeah, uh, Levy. I just what's love his name? him. I don't remember what his name is. David. David. <laughs> David, get over here and buy my papa cots. 
I love that show. It's but a really good Annie, show. I lo- Annie is a great actress, too. I think she won ended up winning like an Emmy. But oh, that's cool. this, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. Sarah looks so much like her to me. Like a, a beautiful. She's very, very pretty. And before they even came out of Limo, they did where they like interview some of the girls or like show a background like as they're preparing for The Bachelor. And they already showed part of her story, which was that she was a news anchor. Yes, I remember and that. And then quit her job to take care of her dad who has ALS and so mm. me immediately I was like okay that makes me like her a lot more yeah. which is funny but like she's been through something she's had to sacrifice something yeah I mean I think they'll connect on that at some point probably probably but I think she has this like I don't know like this calming compassionate that's a good point like good energy. first impression from therapist Jamie Next, we had Chelsea, the runway model, who's like almost the only one who's almost as tall as him. But uh, I loved Matt's uh, boring compliment. <laughs> wow, she's really wearing that dress. What so would lame you to say? me. Wow, she's really breathing that oxygen out there. No, <laughs> I, I I get it. It's a good and she he was right. I mean, I got what he was saying. It's just Best it was dress a funny. It was a funny. It was comment, funny. I guess. Then we move to I think it's Mari. It's not Mary, right? It's Mari. Mari. She's beautiful. Again, not my type. She's a little too pageant queeny for me. But I feel like if this makes any sense, she's like a very like 2021 type of woman. She's like in right now. And again, like Matt goes with the that was the other time where Matt went with the audible internal dialogue yes. with yeah. the <laughs> woman just feet away, somewhat awkward. You can tell Matt got a look at that badonka donk and he was a bit speechless, I think. I think she's got a shot. Did she do you remember what she said upon meeting him? I don't remember the it tactic wasn't notable, that she used. I no, I would have wrote it down. It, I do I, remember she had a, definitely had a pageant walk. Yes. Um, She's just like, I don't know why. She just reminds me of just like the Instagram woman of 2021. Like she just looks like women who's in <laughs> 2020, I should say. Um, Kardashian vibes. Which are yeah, maybe that's old. what I'm thinking of. That's probably what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Then we have, was it, is it just Maggie? It's Maggie. Maggie yeah. from Ethiopia. Yep. She she was awesome. I, I liked her PhD. vibe. Yeah, she's so beautiful. She their accent Queen. was amazing. She came off as very like articulate. Nineties fashion witch queen. I wonder if she's like seeing all these Americans like, what is going on? Has to. Has to. <laughs> what is this bullshit? There's man? no way. She just uh, came here to get her PhD. Like she's a doctor. That's crazy. Maybe Matt's not even good enough for she's her. She's having some, I'll pro- I mean, he's probably not good enough for half of these. <laughs> I think that a lot. What I think that about Colton season, I was like, all these girls could do so, like so oh, much better God, than this that guy. that one turned out wrong. Anyway. That's another story for another day. <laughs> All right. Now I want to touch on Sydney. She was next. I don't want to physically touch on her, but she opens up with Matt. You're the hottest human being I've ever met. I think if we're going, if we're speaking strategically, that this is an awful strategy. It's okay to think that. And I am sure they all think that, but a little mystery in this situation, I think does you more good. Just the first impression. What are your thoughts on that? And there has to be like a quarantine. Everyone's been at home. Yeah. Like we are thirsty oh, kind of vibe because yeah. a lot of the women said something like they're like treating him like a god almost. Yes. And more so than usual. Okay. He is really hot, pickup. I think. I feel like it's more so than usual. It, it's not my first choice of a something to say when you're opening up. Yeah. Like play it cool a little bit. But also if that's what she was first yeah, thought, best thought, true. whatever. Yep. Yeah. I get it. Uh, then we had Jersey Kristen with the cheesy Big. attorney line. I forget <laughs> I what the like line it. is even at this point. Uh, I'm going to the reprimand was it like yeah it was something that know. was not it, creative or anything. I didn't like that but she also had like a little bit of screen time we knew about her coming in and she was the one that's like I can get professional but 
I can also get down to some Megan Thee Stallion and a little bit of WAP. And I Sounds was like, like a Jersey, Jersey City. <laughs> I immediately was like, I know exactly what kind of energy That's this funny. is. That's so funny. <laughs> so I was down. Yeah. Then the next notable one, we had Anna from Chicago. She oh, was the, Lord she's God. like the attractive blonde, but something about her oh bothered God. me initially. Hey, like, hey, yeah, hey. <laughs> <laughs> just like some pent up sexual frustration or something. Just like Woo, a little lady. too much for the chilled out Matt, I think. Definitely psycho ex-girlfriend vibes, well, but that might be a little uh, too strong she was like pleading her love to caffeine in her yes, intro I, and was I'm just sure. like caffeine i just so caffeine in the teeth or just the eyes are bugging production and, had a great time and with we'll that, get sure. to her accepting or at the rose ceremony okay. because it's just too much yeah all right then we had uh we had kayla i think it was or Big fan. she she showed up in the truck and i can't speak for all men but a pretty girl in a truck has always been a special special sight for me but yeah. it did say her career is a healthcare advocate and maybe mm-hmm. i'm ignorant but I'm technically a healthcare advocate. I'm an advocate for healthcare. I mean, you can't say I'm not. Correct. <laughs> and I'm sure she gets paid to do this in okay. some way. What, what but is that? if you actually look at the jobs they put for people, they can get really creative. They're funny. You know, like even under Victoria's is like the queen. I remember so, the, the best one I remember from that one was, I, I think it was Bachelor in Paradise, the twins. And it just was like twin. Twin. <laughs> like that's what she was known for, being a twin. I always No, it was good. Show. But I liked the truck. It was, and she's from where he's from or like went to school where, to the, at the same place. You know, a girl can drive stick shift. I always think that's hot and impressive. Hot, for and sure. And she told him so, so. Yeah, good first impression. Like, then we had Serena. I have to put the C. Serena C. I have to put the um weird. Who's I have to put Serena? the pictures next to them because I'm forgetting them. Those Serenas. She was the okay. She was the flight attendant. I remember that. She yeah. was again not my type, but very pretty. And she slipped a little, I think, and then she hit the nice pun, which Amazing. was which was awesome. Quick. Yeah, I, I have to assume that wasn't planned. So so it was uh, it was a good quick Love pun. A good which quick is, wit. Yeah. No, she, if I had fallen, I would have been like, oh, and like, oh, what a first impression. Right. Like, you know, I, there's no way I would have said like I'm falling for you yeah. already. You know. Yeah. I liked that. Perfect. Although Unless I am noticing a little like with the women get a little insecure maybe but we'll see we'll yeah. see how that pans out and we had serena how could you not be? Yeah. no i agree then we had serena Ugh. p she was she's really pretty she's the little five foot two she's so cute. um she had the cute gesture with the oh step stool gosh. the green oh. green and shiny dress which just seems to be the memo this year i love her uh, poor man's jennifer love hewitt maybe <laughs> i don't know i don't know she was the prettiest in my mind until i don't even know how to say her name Sane? Sane? What a beautiful name. I thought uh, she was goofy with the goat feet, which really caught my attention. I like that stuff. And she's, again, another one that like looks like an actress. I couldn't put my finger on it. I don't know, Portman or somebody. What did you think about her? I will definitely give her props for that. The slippers. Yeah. I mean, I think you're walking into a room full of very beautiful women and to wear those is funny. And I also, I don't think I had as much of a reaction as you did. Okay. No, it's fair. I don't know. Uh, then we had Good name. Good name. Um, the best move Love was her. Alana. It goes, she went right for the lady in the tramp move, bold. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure this made Matt think she's a lady and the rest of the women think she's a tramp. Really pretty girl. And that was technically the first kiss, I guess, right? First kiss, stole that right away. Clever. I like her. I like her other than like she has Throughout this, the first episode, she has a good vibe. She is good. Like yep. she's kind of funny. Like but maybe not for Matt up. though. 
No, I don't see them getting on really, yeah. but I I like her. She'll I think be she'd be good on Paradise. Yeah, she'll be around in the future. First one that I really feel like, other than I, didn't, I haven't been thinking about it as we've been going. Yeah, we'll on, have to go over. Back but over Serena there. P, I think, also will end up on. Paradise. Mm. All right. Speaking of bold, uh, Kylie then rolled up in her underwear, and I love the confidence and I and the don't give a fuck attitude Amazing. is awesome. But I definitely couldn't help but think she just has no chance with that start with a guy like Matt. I don't, Why? I just don't think he doesn't seem like that kind of guy that you're way. right it, it, it just didn't seem it just didn't i can't explain it other than it just didn't seem natural and it didn't fit for me first of all like she pulled it off like oh, you can be awkward with that it wasn't that awkward at a, all she really knew what she was doing and Shh. what a great idea have the person pick who's out the bachelor great pick great it point. pick it out but i think she looked better as in the laundry oh, than she did in the dress she looked amazing I didn't like the there's dress no da- i'm not listen i'm not doubting she looked incredible i just feel but like I, for I, different bachelors she would that would be perfect exactly for Matt, and i immediately was like the women are gonna hate that that always happens and it makes me so upset isn't that, that <laughs> it like, really you can't does. just appreciate a nice yeah walk-in. it's that's the biological competition factor, and right? some for some women the producers give them oh they have to like I was an, gonna, I like I was an gonna idea. ask you about that. Yeah, no, that's that's that, that has to be true. There can't these these are pretty unique ideas. Like they can't they might be like, hey, is there something that comes off the top of your head? And they're like, no, and yeah. then they give them something or something I think like that. So. All right, and then oh my gosh, we have <laughs> Abigail. I knew you'd like um, her. <laughs> she just melted me. I don't know what it is really about sweet. beautiful women with a defect like that. I actually briefly dated a girl defect? I met. Defect? I don't know. If that's I the right well word. that says it. I, I it is. She can't hear. You can't see. It's it's a, it's a, there's nothing wrong with it it's just a de- it's a defect in i'm gonna the- find a better word i would love that but anyway i briefly dated a girl in college who like she couldn't drive because her eyesight was so terrible she wasn't like blind but it was something in her eyes that even with contacts or glasses she couldn't see properly and i was drawn to her instantly her makeup was always like kind of slightly off <laughs> and she had this kind of like sharp wit confident attitude so as a therapist any oh. any idea why i might be really attracted to women with a slight defect or la- for lack of a better term um i i'm going back to like i don't know why like cavemen times like popped up in my head that's always my theory what could that be you know i think there's more of an opportunity for you to feel like you're protecting her in some way Mm. is one option maybe because i know my own defects and and so i could see that one and feel better there's another (laughs) great option like oh my gosh this person is imperfectly human just like me and so now i feel more comfortable with it's also the um overcoming yes i was just gonna say or they've been through some shit that's attractive to me yeah i hear somebody if they've had everything and they don't know they haven't been through some shit i'm like all right i can't really yeah no it's not we won't have that much in common resilience is really what it is because she's so beautiful but you it's almost like i don't know if this is right to say either she knows it less like she's (laughs) if that makes any sense like because she's been through these things yeah and and i don't like she can hear because she has the cochlear implant which yes. is fucking incredible yeah. I love science so much yeah. but her voice is even like a little yeah. shaky it's, it's adorable really there's something there we can maybe look deeper I into it as the show sweet. goes on I she's just an incredible person because even too. in her like interviews before she met him she was nervous and saying like I love to talk about it if people ask me and yeah, like so cute. you could tell she was nervous in front of the camera which I like like if yes. you're too comfortable in front of the camera Good point. I don't know about that because then you don't seem as real probably exactly but she was like a little bit like shy and I was like okay all right. Next one we have is MJ. She uh, stepped out of the pizza her. delivery car and I'm like, damn, pretty young blonde girl with a pizza box. Instant contender. I thought that was the, my favorite intro. Not too crazy. Not too lame. Big hair envy. I've always wanted big curly hair. Yeah. She's a hairstylist, right? 
I don't, I don't remember. Looks She's, like she would surf. But yeah. I loved that the car didn't open. The yeah. door didn't open. That made it like... And she didn't have this big like, oh my God, like it didn't yeah. open. Oh my she, God, it's like embarrassing. She's like, oh, of course it didn't open. Yeah. And like opened it, brought she it up. It. Cheesy so line sweet. when she gave it to him. Literally cheesy, yeah. but... It was good though. It fit. I it love felt her. right. I'm you like really, her a lot I'm early a on. Very good first fan. impression. Yes. Yeah, I think she can. She's a little young is the only thing that might. She is I don't young. know if Matt. I, I noticed that. I don't know if Matt is super into that. He's twenty. We'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. That's not too bad, I guess. We'll see. But then we had Vibrator Girl, which I think she's the talk of Bachelor water cooler discussion everywhere. <laughs> I think she was a pretty heavy influence in episode one. How did you feel yeah. about that move? A big fan. I thought it was hilarious. It's I thought very her fun. energy with it was really good. She owned it. The way she was putting it on the table afterwards, like it was just too good. I thought maybe it became a little too much throughout the episode, but I think that was production and like a lot of it. Either way, it was funny. It was unique. She's a bank manager and my mind was also going to like, who does she work with? And like, (laughs) they're going to see this and what are they going to think? You know? No, this is, that's a, that's a very, again. She had a, and she made it clear she had a plan with that thing. So yeah, she's also very pretty. So that I, yeah, I think seems cute. like she's got a funny personality. I yeah. think we're gonna we'll learn more about her probably as it, as it goes on. And I, I, Matt has some goofy laughter. Did you notice that at all? <laughs> <laughs> it's like his body's like convulsing. <laughs> it's like he's it's holding like, himself. Yeah, slow that's really kind of how it <laughs> Totally, it is contagious. Though. Yeah, I know. I, he's he's Maybe he's got cute. my he's got my heart already. <laughs> Um, then what, how's he, how do you pronounce it? Ileana? Yeah, that was good. Beautiful name, Ileana. Yeah. And she went with oh, the balls in your mouth joke. I... I think that was the biggest meatball I've ever laid eyes on. That was a huge meatball. I, uh, I'll confess, it was huge. And I have to confess, I listened to a different podcast and they brought up this point and I can't not share it. <laughs> what temperature... Yeah, great is point. Is this meatball at? It was in a Ziploc bag. Are we taking it out of the fridge and are we biting a into point, yeah. a cold meatball that's humongous? Probably. Or a room temp meatball. You probably would prefer cold there, right? Than room temp? I don't know. Because then you know it's at least refrigerated and then maybe a little like cold less. Cold meat? I, don't, I just, I can't, I can't figure a lukewarm meatball sounds much worse than a cold meatball <laughs> uh, off the top of my dome. Hey, I, 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 well, I was shocked he didn't have more of a reaction. Yeah. No, he was so he was very even keeled through the through the whole thing. And something I know about Nervous. her, she's like a health she has some kind of like bar product, like a health bar product, like healthy eating. So mm. it was just interesting that she brought out a meatball. Yeah, I, mean, I guess. Maybe it's paleo. Yeah, maybe there's something. Um, <laughs> I don't know. The next one was Kit, oh. uh, straight off of her filming the second season of Queen's Gambit. <laughs> just finished uh, that, by the way. Did you? Holy. I, I didn't finish the first season yet. I really, oh, really like that God. show, though. It's really, I would recommend it to anyone out there. Uh, no, she looks like what I picture every 21-year-old fashion student 21? from New York to look like. Like, she's very attractive. And I think Matt seemed to like her off the bat. I think she's, like, rich. Um, daughter of famous fashion designer Cynthia Raleigh. Well, that's crazy. I believe like usually those sh- people like that don't go on The Bachelor. No, but she's like socialite, New York City. Like you can tell she's in that group. Like she probably would appeared on the hills or the city right. kind of stuff. Yeah, that's in a that great kind point. of whatever. But twenty one, like they, so young. that's young. Yeah, like that might be the youngest I've ever seen. Probably. I mean, I don't think there was any twenty year olds. She's gonna be great on Paradise. Yeah. That's, I don't think she's going to make it far with No, that. I wouldn't make much dress sense. Dress was, I'm sorry, mom's a designer, but swan dress and the, I'm not a fan. It didn't work? No. Uh, I don't, I don't even think I noticed. 
And what'd you um, say? I like to be center of attention. Right. Mm. No, you know, you know exactly who Kit is at this point, right? <laughs> There's no mystery. I think I can love I could, the name. I like the name. Me too. It fits. American Girl Kit doll fits. had Kit. Oh, yeah, it does sound remember familiar. I remember that. Yeah, wow. Uh, and finally, uh, last but not least, or maybe least, the queen <laughs> makes an appearance. And if uh, if she's not drunk, then I'm not totally sure what's up with her. Uh, she she eats it bad on the walk-in, <sighs> but she did show a lot of confidence, and it worked, I think, for the intro. I'm having a hard time. I think we, we're going to get into her. I have a feeling throughout the seasons, or throughout the season, there's going to be a lot that opens up from Victoria that we can get into, I think. Yes. Maybe we should save it. Okay. Okay, Great. so yeah, that was all of them, right? That was a nice group of introductions overall, I think. Next mm. to what I think will be like a super controversial, it was a prayer from the Christian Matt. Mm-hmm. Now, I completely support anyone's religious beliefs, but I couldn't help but think, what if he was like Muslim or something different? Would they support and air that prayer? Mm. And, you know, that doesn't seem right. What do you think? I'm just going to name I'm biased. I felt like as... Because as I'm watching this, I'm like, what would I think as a contestant right. always? And so I th- feel like I'd be nervous if I didn't have a strong sense of faith. That would be a problem right off the bat. Yeah. I love the sentiment behind it. And he it even was a said, beautiful prayer. He even said, like, I had something planned and I'm nervous and I it's kind of out the window. So I'm just going to go back to what I know and what my yeah. comfort is. And I liked that. I think it fit with him. It yes. did feel natural. Yes. Like, we were raised... Christian, so it's a little Catholic. Easy, Catholic. It's a little easier to be able to for us, but someone who has no knowledge of that or anything, they're going to be like, "Oh shoot!" You know. It's I like, think some women were excited about it because definitely. I think they all have strong faith. I think some were pretending like they have strong faith, totally. and I think some were like, "Oh fuck, I don't know if this is going to work out." Yeah, which is completely understandable. But I don't know because I know for Tasha, it's why her and Ivan didn't work out supposedly. Actually, I still never you know looked that? at who yeah, won. It, the, the sad oh, season. really? Do you not want me to Did tell I, you? No, I don't care. I'm not going to watch. I don't it was Zach. Time. Zach. Oh, the, the Jersey guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're doing oh, great, too. I got to think about that. Well, good for them. Tasha's a nice, but, nice woman. But I, I do wonder for Matt if that's a deal breaker. No, I, I again. It doesn't I, seem like it. But. It doesn't seem like it at all. And I, I think, you know, faith, it comes in a lot of different forms. And maybe you can accept that kind of thing. It, it was a beautiful prayer. I couldn't fall asleep one night and I was like, what would I say if like I was telling him I'm not religious? How would I connect? But I'm so spiritual of a person. I right. feel like I could connect on that level. Yeah, because it's not that different. It's not funny. Yeah, it is. No, it, it is funny. <laughs> we can get more into that maybe at some point. But okay. I'm sure the Christian thing will pop up uh, again at some point. I would have to think. So then we go to the very first cocktail party. The first conversation that seemed really good, which was between him and Rachel from Coming Georgia, the Scorpio, we think. And I was like, my first my first impression was she's got a good shot at the first impression. I, I thought she was a shoe. That was a good conversation, right? Yeah. I thought she was a shoe in. It was, I just remember. Grounded, sincere, got some friend vibes. Some friend vibes? Yeah. Like they wouldn't break the friend barrier. What does that mean? Like friend zone. Oh, you, oh from them too? Yes. Oh, wow. I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I guess I didn't feel that. I, but she I, seemed sincere. Yeah, she did. I guess, yeah, I guess. But now I'm colored by the tea that I Yeah, I think you are. Maybe you have to reveal. Does it feel right? Yes, because it's going to color my opinion yeah. of her right yeah. now and moving forward because I don't think it's going to be something we find out in the show. Let's hear it. Let's go. Um, okay, so apparently... Tea time? Apparently she... ...comes from a notably racist high school that uh, was a bit toxically racist. Okay. And a woman has come out saying that Rachel had bullied her for 
dating a black man. Wow, that's interesting. So I think in the in the preview yes. for future, they talk. She t- touches on race, so that's probably yes. gonna be. I'm glad you brought this up now, then, because that's probably gonna be her uh, main her story. Her, yeah, kind of or their thing connection. The production will yeah. try to bring that. And, and here's the thing too, like I am have been on a learning curve. I bet in high school I've made racist comments about somebody liking a black totally. boy or a black girl dating a white man. Like I definitely have made comments I that have way. As well. And it's high school, you know, it's just if she's gone through like what I've gone through of like noticing we're wrong taking responsibility and has grown as a person through all of this I'm down for that yeah, but there, yeah. that does need to be a conversation absolutely you know and I'm glad you brought that up that is such a good point just in general where life is right now with the mistakes you make before your prefrontal cortex oh, is man. developed it's not you know it's such a fine line because there are some times where it's like so much that it's like ugh. yeah that's not out of you. <laughs> but then there's sometimes where it's like, you know, I'm making a, a friend laugh, which is not right. And we recognize that now, but I'm not going to feel bad or, you know, feel too bad about doing that. I'm just going to work on not doing it anymore. Learning. Yeah. Learning, learning that's from your open, mistakes. Opening your mind and hopefully she can do so, that. So yeah, I'm going to open up my view and just say like, I actually, she is one of my favorites on the first, before I found that out, it's, I'm, that's crazy how much it's coloring my point of view. So but to speak. I, <laughs> oh shit. I, <laughs> I really do like her, and she even cried after that what prayer. What gives you Scorpio vibes? Oh, her face. Like, she's dark and sultry. Yeah. And, like, she's got... emotional, but, like, you know, there's a little bit of, like, what's Scorpion. the word? Like, angst or, okay. like, bitter... Not bitterness. I'll think of the word. Just, like, yeah, no, I know what you're saying, though. There, mm, I definitely feel the a bite. Bit spite. A little bite. Yes. Yeah, like, totally. Like, don't, don't mess around I too gotta much find out her. her anybody somebody send me their birth right, yeah. <laughs> after <laughs> after that good conversation it moved to it was the little cute chess match with oh, the five foot two little geez. girl it just seemed so giggly and sweet I, I don't think matt wanted to play a full game because it takes forever so he did that goofy thing where he put the queen next to the queen but whatever because those, those aren't the rules, Matt. <laughs> she seems playful and she cute. does seem playful she, yeah she's definitely i want some one-on-one time tight yeah she's a top top kyle option then we had the most bachelor moment in bachelor (laughs) history beautiful classy mari is opening up to matt about her living in puerto rico and the struggles of living there with all that has happened all the hurricanes and earthquakes and economic disaster and they're both getting emotional it's beautiful and then it happens (laughs) vibrator girl comes moseying on up to her and while mari is opening her heart she feels a little tap in her shoulder but it's not the tap of a hand no it's a tap of her vibrator Mm. and to be honest that is a little gross we have no idea if she's been using that and and i thought the vibrator was cute in the beginning and all but this just took it to like a weird level and i think she should have ditched it uh i don't know but after this incident i I did think she was in danger of being known as vibrator girl what do you think production 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 yeah hey looks like they're ready for you. Hop on in there. And you know what would be really funny? What? If you tapped her on the shoulder with their dildo. Yeah, no, that's a great point. That is that is definitely a produced move. But I loved her response. What? When she was like, obviously, Mari was really upset. Oh, And talked yeah. to everybody about it. Yeah. And she was like, you know what? I'll let her use it. If she's, yeah, my, she's roommate, my roommate, she might need it. You know? Like, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I do. I love. I love the vibe. I do. I do I like the vibe. It was funny, and it, obviously it was a little much. But. And then also when Mari was dishing about it to other women, I think Sydney cracked herself <laughs> up. She was like, "What a buzzkill!" I, I think she was two for two in the punch. She cracked me up too. A lot of these women are cool as fuck. Yeah, like, they're no, not they're, into I liked, the, like the petty drama. I'm I'm so like usually averse to the type of person who would go on The Bachelor. Yeah, but I have I did find myself 
liking. Maybe it's because yes. I was paying more attention For or something. Chill. But I thought there was a lot of good options. Like, where I felt the past couple seasons, there just wasn't as many good options. I agree. Too, too much like cattiness being supported. But like you have MJ, Chelsea, who made that comment? Sydney. Yeah. There's Kayla, legitimately like funny. funny. Yeah, and like, like they don't take anything women. too seriously. Yeah. So. Uh, that's 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 what's up. I really like that. Then after that, Ooh. I think the, the queen interrupted Kit with the princess line. What was it? I mean, the princess, the queen is here. And Kit did not like that, which I imagine no one would. Kit doesn't like that because Kit has a tagline already, which oh, is, yeah. I'm not the queen, I'm the king, the president, and the CEO. Such a 21-year-old uh, thing to say. And she said it, you know she said it the first time and was like, that was good, and said it again. <laughs> the sentiment is right. I like the sentiment of being, you, she, you can be a CEO. That's cool. She is. She has her own business. She has her own clothing Oh, line. that's great. Well, that's amazing. And I'm glad the energy, but you're right. It was very, oh, it was like... Again, uh, Hollywood, she I guess, is the, right, is the right That's going to be her thing on Paradise. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, <laughs> then then we had the beautiful conversation with Matt and oh. Abigail. It looks like uh, Matt and I were on the same page. But this is what I found interesting. Both sisters were deaf. Yeah. I've never heard Me of either. deaf being a genetic condition. I kind of pictured maybe the, uh, the the babies coming out of the womb and their dad just like banging a drum, <laughs> like some kind of like ancient ritual. Doom, doom. Doom. Oh, <laughs> I don't know how else that would. I didn't know it was genetic. It's I really didn't. Be. We should look it up. I guess I didn't look it up. But anyway, Matt goes in for the first real kiss, and that was like my first. All right, I'm a little jealous of this guy. It was a great move. Whether he's genuine, which I definitely think he is, or a sociopath playing a game, kissing the deaf oh. girl first is a power move. It's an absolute <laughs> power move. And then the, the the first impression rose on top. Just a stunning move. He's gonna be America's sweetheart if he keeps this up. I think. Yeah, first impression rose. Ding, ding, ding. Goes was Abigail. Honestly, did I see that coming? Their chemistry was pretty on point. Like yeah. the way they were bantering, she was opening up and then they were and bantering. She's just adorable. And then there's that moment where uh, this is what I always cringe at is watching the moments of the little things you say that don't mean anything before you're about to I'm, kiss somebody. That's so funny that you're saying so that. Good. I've talked about that with <laughs> partners and people in my life oh. we joke about that all the time it's so funny it's so i funny. love the moment of the first kiss like it's such a cool moment when you are with someone you know you both want to kiss yeah. really bad and there's not like should i do it is she gonna do it? are we gonna do it uh, what what should i when should i do it should, is it gonna be too calculated and then sometimes it's just you'll you'll blurt out something random it's like and i ate my uncle's pea soup last night and then you're kissing and then it's like oh did you and it's like yeah i didn't know oh, yeah, yeah. you're moving closer yeah. <laughs> it's just like I, what, you're not even talking it's about such a cute moment in life that i hope everyone sweet. gets to experience it's i sweet. i love a first kiss oh. i really do and but I, it was natural his it was, natural. was very natural he went with if i remember correctly like, he goes with the eyes which is a big move with guys it's like he just kind of like right before you like really look in Oh, he's a he's an eye contact yeah. person, which is really impressive. Yeah, a lot of women that's like that. That's very impressive. Yeah, that's it's it's always it's always tough to. Which is to shocking that his big wound is like anytime it gets serious, I run. But you have I to understand commit. though too. There's a lot of. I mean, I have a lot to men. say about that. But. Yeah, well, yeah. There's a lot of men who, because this is such a it's such a hard thing to do. Like, do kiss the you you almost can create, and I'm not saying this is for men. You can create this formula like your signature <laughs> kind of and it becomes since you did it a couple of times and it worked you'll do that yeah. so it is as opposed to it being it's less really, really intimate it's more yes it's more of like a i'm not saying I, that's the truth no. i'm just saying that's an alternate I, point of view 100 yeah so that was a great moment it seems like abigail definitely has a yeah. still has a pretty good chance Sweet. and yeah I, I mean okay if if you know you're going on the bachelor 
I figure you have to know how to play it early and it's got to be really hard to be bold and they do that whole thing where you have to steal them away or whatever. But I don't have any sympathy for the women who didn't do anything. You know, they all of them got sent home. The ones that are not all of them, but a lot of them who did who got sent home didn't try to talk to them. So, you know, what do they think? They're so special that Matt's going to go seek them out mm. and no sympathy. Going to a different show is what I say. I don't get I it. I really want to know, like, I know they go all night and it's got to be, yeah, just I'm, they're not aggressive or not, you don't even have to be aggressive. It's part of the show. Like you said, it is part of the show that you have Was to go up and Was it always part of the time. show? I feel like that's become mm. more of like a thing. I can't say from the first couple. I should like, go back and rewatch like I have the to first season ever because yeah. I don't. Yeah, I'm going to steal you away real quick. It's such a great thing to have for drama for the show, obviously. Oh, yeah. Because that creates so many opportunities as opposed to like scheduling time, which would be the smart thing to do. Just give each person 10, 15 minutes, but that would never happen. All right, then we had finally the rose ceremony. Uh, Queen Victoria gets that famous last Uh. evil (laughs) rose. So we'll see how that turns out next uh, episode. Did you have any surprises of any eliminations? I know like Brie got the first rose, which is pretty big usually. Oh, like how like the order even yeah, order that's, was that's usually pretty big. predictable yeah Brie Rachel that seems I like a predictable was. guy I think but what I have to talk about in the rose ceremony was a lo- no what's her name Anna literally telepathically trying to convince Matt to give her the rose do you remember this <laughs> yes and she yes, was like yes. I didn't get time to talk to I him so I'm just gonna him, look yeah. at him and show him that I want to be here and whatever and literally looking at her if I was Matt I'd be like there's I can't give this woman the rose like I am <laughs> maybe she scared. was doing the emitting of love and trying to change his water chemicals maybe <laughs> very good and also he called Alana and she thought he called Anna and yes. she was like oh, me and <laughs> yes. he was like Alana that's so funny <laughs> so it was awkward. just but that's hilarious awkward moments the we only one them. that I didn't even realize because they didn't do the, the goodbyes but the goat feet girl got kicked goat feet girl I, kicked I think off just one more one more I think that kind of face deserves one more <sighs> ceremony like, well, I wrote down some names I tried to catch them all they didn't show everybody they didn't show they didn't oh do Alicia it. the ballerina ballerina that was a big that one that was a little of, shocking to yeah me. she seems like she seemed like like a lot of men would like a ballerina oh there was a beautiful girl her name was cassandra i don't even she was a social worker gorgeous okay, yeah, had like i think she had like a fur thing and they barely showed her eliminated yeah i'm really curious how how they choose like do they conf- talk oh. to matt and does oh, he choose oh, oh. or are they i think, I think he chooses most of them. i think he chooses most and, and the producers say, say before the show ever starts they say hey if you want to be the bachelor we have a certain couple things that you need to follow yeah. because a- this is a show ultimately yeah and um, you gotta put up with because there's that's so, that's, be so hard. That's every it's so hard every Ugh. season, right? There's like it's always the last rose to the person who's had the most drama of the night, and that's so Hollywood, yeah. and that's why you can't take this show super seriously, even though it's impossible. <laughs> we're to. taking it so seriously. <laughs> well, that's right kind now. of the joke, right? Is that we're taking is that you yes, take it so exactly. seriously because you're self aware. Hopefully, the I'm listeners. Hopefully, the listeners. My therapist listens that. to it, so I think it's okay. Okay, finally, yep. let, let's give out our top three roses first for Matt and then for ourselves we'll do this each episode and it can adjust as time goes on so first put yourself in Matt's shoes who would be your top three I wonder if they'll be the same but Brie Abigail Rachel okay so Brie number one you think she has the best chance I think Brie's gonna win yeah Abigail is gonna be a heartbreaking goodbye Mm -hmm. at the altar great call and Rachel is gonna she seems like a a third so at the family you know, but fantasy met definitely went to fantasy suites, but didn't make it through. I, I, I had Rachel 
first. We had the same three. I had okay. her first just because she's the most mysterious to me yeah. at this point. And, and we'll see if, if, if he likes that. Then I did have Abigail second because I think I'm influenced by my by myself. But they, I mean, there's a first impression, Rose. So that makes a lot of sense. I think he likes her a lot off the bat. I, we should look up how many first impression Roses went off went on to win. A lot. Yeah, you think? Uh, JoJo season. How about that? Next episode, we'll have exactly Great. how yep. many. Of it. And then I had uh, three is Brie. And that, even after you said this, I'm, I, I didn't want to be like this, but I, I feel like she should be the top. Either way, my top three, if I was The Bachelor, I had Abigail, number one, obviously, for <laughs> obvious reasons. And then uh, the, sticking with the top three, I did have Brie, number two. She just is, seems like the sweet, my, you know, my type. And then Serena would be number three P. the fifth three P. I have to I have to start doing that five five foot two chess giggly good stuff I'm gonna go off who I would most want to be friends with in the house which is number one MJ obviously I have a crush number two Piper who we didn't even talk about no I was gonna bring Piper up actually right after this there, I, she, she there was nothing notable no, super notable beautiful. about her she's so pretty beautiful and then alana just because she's funny she was so make cool really funny comments yeah i agree yeah i'm gonna have to do more research for myself interesting for we episode. both have abigail number two which would mean like do we have our first bachelorette with a disability Ooh, good i didn't even think about that um will she be able to hear the phone call no. that she gets? <laughs> it's okay i make fun because i love long. her Okay. All right. Do you have, uh, before we get into our last segment, do you have any final thoughts on this first episode, which was pretty much just introductions? I feel like I wanted to say more, and I'll I'll be brief, about Matt James and what I feel like we're going to see this season. Mm -hmm. What I'm excited about to see this season from him is, I think I feel related to him. He brought up the word perfect a lot in this episode, like perfect views or like, I want to be the perfect, I want to be the perfect person or partner and all I want to show up and make a good first impression and how he has this wound of like once things get serious he kind of takes a step back and he doesn't have that option like he's asking all these women to be vulnerable he's gonna have to like hear women say I love you and yeah. three women at once say I love you and take it in oh, he's gonna get over and propose they always like, do. we're gonna see his that's why I said hero's journey like his process with this like he's really stepping into it that's what I'm excited to see yeah. his growth and if he can overcome this big challenge well, was that funny scene that they keep teasing that's like are you okay he's like no yeah. <laughs> he's like I'm not okay yeah man I wouldn't be okay either. who what natural human being would be okay if they legitimately took this whole process seriously it, it's impossible like we've talked about so much it's an impossible situation and that's what makes it so fun to watch yeah. like you said before because it's just it's bizarre it's like almost like a zoo or something like a it's really i do struggle i don't think i don't know if it's right i don't i don't think they should have to get proposed to well that's ridiculous yeah that's i think that's a little much that's crazy i mean none of them say take that super seriously though right they a couple of them have gotten married but it takes a while they usually take time it's kind of for show isn't it but you're right it's forcing them into these crazy situations and i definitely i struggle with thinking about how this impacts the viewer I do. For yeah. someone who's not maybe as uh, socially aware as you or me, maybe someone who's <sighs> didn't have this like good role models and is watching crap like shows like this all the time. Like I don't watch shows like this. We watch The Challenge and we watch <laughs> The Bachelor. I don't. I don't watch a ton of this Top stuff. Chef. But I think some <laughs> people do think that this is a hundred percent real love, and this is how I should 
be loved and that freaks me out a bit I'm going to eat my ice cream and I'm gonna enjoy it but there's something about it that sometimes you know sometimes it's when I get stoned if I get stoned <laughs> and I'll watch you show, overthink I'm like, it I'm like, oh no I'm like yeah these people are breaking inside and they're showing all these things on TV and it's like we're making fun of them and it's all these things but and you sign up they're adults you got to be responsible for yourself you know what you're getting into I don't know yeah I don't know how it would affect although now I will say like they're getting more into the realm of like like accountability and vulnerability and so maybe that is a nice like ideal and model of what people deserve and what a relationship should involve and I think it's just being careful of the like romanticized love but like we've got rom-coms we've got Disney like there's there's so many things out there that again like reality tv I, I think we both feel like if you're watching it, there's a sense of like humor and take it with a grain of salt. But not that everyone. You have to have. I, I guess not. I, I think don't know. not the majority. Well, that's true because they do those like bachelor watch parties. It's, where they it's, show up, they're wearing shirts it's crazy. and they're like obsessed with these yeah, guys. Yeah, and they become know. super celebrities. I've never like uh, wanted to hang out with them or been impressed by like I would of uh, an actor, or comedian, or somebody like that. But you know, it, it it's there's a lot there, and we'll go on in this uh, this podcast. We'll discuss all of those things. We're not going to hold anything back. This episode was a little structural and first impressions. There wasn't much drama. I think the episodes going forward are going to be really, really, really exciting. Oh, yeah. So I hope any of you listening out there definitely stick with us. So thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to do our final segment here. We're going to take one last quick break, and when we come back. We'll do our final segment uh, that will reveal that. Don't go away. See you soon. final segment we're going to do a little something called email the quails so you can email us at love on the brain with the quails at gmail.com that's love on the brain with the quails at gmail.com and you can ask us for any relationship love sex advice and we will analyze a problem or situation give our best thoughts how's that feel about you jamie yeah that sounds great all right, so first up, we have an email from a Prometheus from Utah, and he writes, Prometheus. Hello, Quails. I'm actually going through a breakup at a tough time with everything going on between Christmas and the pandemic and social unrest. How do I focus on getting over this? Any techniques either of you may have would be great. Thanks in advance. Excited for the show. Any first mm-hmm. thoughts from that? Well, that sounds rough to go through a breakup during a quarantine and everything that's happening. It does sound really hard. My, uh, Heart goes out to you, Prometheus. Yeah, Prometheus, thank you so much for the email. And this is actually a perfect question for me right now. And it's really interesting. Um, I'm pretty raw right now. And it's it's an interesting time to be doing a podcast on relationships because I'm actually going through a breakup myself. And it was really the most beautiful relationship I've ever had. It was honest and authentic and open with incredible communication and honesty, you know, even when it hurt. And something really cool that we did in the beginning, which I think I'd like to recommend to any of you out there who are starting a new relationship is that when we committed to each other, as we like started to feel like we were falling pretty hard, we said our one and only goal was to leave each other better than we found each other. And we did that. And because of that, this breakup doesn't feel like the other ones have in the past. And it's beautiful. And you know, when you're getting into like a relationship, you know, 99% of them don't work out and that's okay. And it, it doesn't mean you were unsuccessful and setting the stage like we did has allowed me to feel now like we didn't fail. Uh, we, we both gained a lot of perspective. And even though, yeah, I miss being around her energy and the little day-to-day things, little memories that flare up and hurt, I don't feel that awful. And yeah, I think it's cool doing a podcast like this with it hanging in the back of my head and 
hopefully throughout the show we can entertain you first and foremost but maybe we can go deep too because that's always fun and selfishly it might be a little healing for me anyway another thing that helped in this breakup uh prometheus is is my sister's uh what what is it a dissertation what is it exactly scared to be sad <laughs> yeah it was called a capstone project which is which is like a, a thesis basically just a presentation on an important topic in the therapeutic world that i worked closely with and it was actually labeled glad to be sad how honoring mm. our sadness leads to increased authentic happiness and i think with breakups what you're speaking to is largely we want to stay busy. How do I not think of this? How do I get away from this? And my advice, and you can go ahead and watch that capstone on my website, <laughs> wisenestcounseling.com. Wisenestcounseling.com. Wisenestcounseling.com cool. in the blog area is give space. You're allowed to be sad right now. You know, like it's a big loss. It's a heartbreak. And what I heard from you too, is like you're honoring the sad parts and you're finding a way to make meaning out of mm. it, which is always important to healing and accepting what's gone on yeah i've seen i've seen a lot of guys friends acquaintances really ruined by breakups and that's not really talked about it's like it's harder for men to have support than women i think and as a guy like you said i'm, I'm told to keep busy don't think about it uh the only way to get over one person is to get under one, someone else uh some people will just say have a sixer and a joint but none of those things have ever really worked but what does work at least for me is just feeling your feelings let yeah. the feelings have space put on some sad music you know don't stretch it out don't get in the fetal position for weeks on end but for a few days let it hurt then go out actually exercise, eat healthy, exercise and water can solve a ton of problems mentally, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I always say touch and go. Touch into what it feels like to feel the intensity and then go. You can always come back to it. Go and like you said, go for a walk. Go ahead, distract yourself with Netflix. Like don't, it, like it, can, over, go, yeah. it can overwhelm your system. It's a meditation practice mm, okay. if you want to look that up on YouTube, but touch in let yourself feel it and then go. And yeah, you just have to know going into relationships that you you should be okay with it being over, right? Otherwise, it won't work to its best ability. In my, I've seen a lot of unhealthy codependent relationships in our world, maybe even the majority of yeah. relationships and people who don't think they can be happy alone or they won't find anyone else. And that's bullshit. There's like a lot of attachment issues in our society. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think we even just kind of connected to The Bachelor, we see it all the time. Like people are scared to get vulnerable or their parents, usually when they meet their parents and they don't want their child's heart to be broken it's like you're in a relationship it's working out or it's not yeah. like you kind of have to take that investment like you did like i love that idea of setting these boundaries in the beginning like listen first and foremost let's really take something and see what we can learn from each other and take that as a win regardless of right. how this as opposed to it's only out. successful if you get married which is right. just that's not how i mean that's not what i that's not what i want but it also doesn't yeah. feel like that's what's good for a good relationship and i you know everyone's different what they want in a relationship yeah. i'm just speaking generally for what i think is a good I th things that i've learned i just think there's so many ways we can be in relationship other than the we're dating or married or committed. Like there's so many different ways. So agree. And it whatever works for you and feels good to you is what matters. Yeah. I, I mean I actually I remember seeing this as a school student. Like certain girls would go from boyfriend to boyfriend to boyfriend mm -hmm. and guys would go from relationship to relationship to relationship. I remember telling my friends that a girl we knew I won't she suffered from boyfrienditis. I was like fourteen when I when I picked <laughs> that up. It's it's pretty it's pretty crazy, but it's true. Yeah, I have several friends who just what do they call themselves? Like monogamists or oh, serial monogamists. Serial monogamists. Yeah, I've heard that before, yeah. Yeah, if you, I, I don't know. Isn't that codependency most of the time? I, I, love, we've I think so. <laughs> anyway, 
I guess that's enough sap for this episode. Prometheus, uh, Prometheus great email. Please email us. We'll, we will love to go over. You know, I'm not I'm I'm not a therapist. Jamie is. She's just a young therapist. We're going to give you honest takes. I feel like I have good perspective on life and we'll always give an, uh, an honest take about anything. Yeah, we're open. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week to break down some more delicious ice cream and maybe some trauma sprinkles on top. Mm. Uh, Really good start to the season. Jamie, any last words? See you soon, Matt. All right. For my sister Jamie, I'm Kyle, (laughs) and this has been Love on the Brain with the Quails. See you next one. Mm.